You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode 41, with award-winning fashion designer, international photographer, and co-founder of NXT Industries, Tony Paniche. Hey everybody, this is Ian Floyd from the Love and Sensibility Podcast, and you're tuned into my girl, Iona Garrett, on the Success Stalkers Radio Show. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Tony Paniche. So, Tony, are you ready to stalk success today? Uh, I am. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Well, Tony Paniche is first and foremost a creative director and serial entrepreneur. At the age of 21, Tony started his career as a fashion designer and was quickly sponsored by brands looking to align their companies with the young trendsetter. Companies such as Lamborghini, Moto Corsa, 42 Bello Vodka, and Red Bull, as he became the youngest designer to show a label at Portland Fashion Week. His talents landed him an internship in New York, where he was mentored by Oscar de la Renta designer Jose Solis. And in 2012, at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall, he was named Fashion Designer of the Year by the Portland Fashion Style Awards. Tony is a documented, award-winning fashion designer, international photographer, award-winning entrepreneur, and active philanthropist. As former creative director for H&H, Tony helped produce reality TV shows, documentaries, commercials, fashion shows, guerrilla marketing campaigns, and charity fundraisers. His clothing has been carried in 120 locations, retail locations in the U.S. and 32 locations in China. Currently, Tony is co-founder of NXT Industries, a revolutionary creative development corporation that builds and manages hybrid office studio space for artists, freelancers, and small companies to accelerate their business. He now has more than 50 entrepreneurs and freelancers within his offices. So, Tony, I've given our listeners just a little overview. I want you to take a minute, though, and tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you today. Then give us an overview of your business. Um, an overview of the business, NXT Industries, um, is really, it's, just a, it's a creative collaboration. You know, we built the environment that uh, we want to work in ourselves, and it turns out that uh, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are just like us, you know, that also want to be around other creative people and understood that, um, you know, when you're first starting out, one of the hardest things to come by is resources. You know, you don't really have the money to hire 20, 30 people to, um, for your staff, you know, to hire web designers and graphic designers and, and video production and video editing and, and right. consultants yeah. and lawyers and all that stuff. And so what we did is we built a model where we can have all of that in one room and everyone could really complete each other in a way. Um, so it's kind of like a build it, build your own production company. Um, 
and and it works. You know, it allows a one man company to walk in and behave like a twenty man company. And we built it. You know, I I built it, and and my business partner and I uh, worked on it together because it was going to make it easier for us to do what we wanted. And uh, turns out, made made it easier for everybody to do what they wanted. It's and they're beautiful. I've actually seen uh, pictures of them on your website. I, I absolutely love them. Uh, yeah, I, we're actually really proud of the spaces. The, you know, the first one was uh, the whole top floor of the old Merchant Hotel. It's about 140 years old now, wow. and uh, you know, it's a wood floor, exposed brick, vaulted ceilings, and um, just wide open. Just a very, very fun space. And then the second space was a pretty ambitious project where we uh, took an old auto body shop, gutted it. Uh, renovated it and then uh, made it really modern and clean and kind of futuristic. Uh, and we call that facility the lab. Um, and so as, as we expand, we really like the idea of taking really interesting environments and, and building these creative offices within them. Right. What a cool place to come to work every day. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, Tony, and I know that you you've just done so many amazing things. I mean, I was just blown away when I saw your your bio. I was just like, wow, he's so young and he's done so many things. I mean, I know people who are much much older than you that haven't even begun to scratch the surface, <laughs> you know, like you have. So, if you can take another minute, just tell us a little bit about you know how you got started, about you personally. Um, I mean, the way I got so the way it all really started was, you know, when I was. How old was I? I was like 10, 11 years old, and I started this franchise of lemonade stands. Um, and I had uh, six different stands in the neighborhood, and, and all the little uh, kids in the neighborhood were all working for me. Um, and my mom kind of busted me and, and figured out what I was doing and uh, <laughs> was asking me, she's like, so how much are you paying everyone, and where are your locations, and you know, what are the margins? And then she asked me a really important question. She goes, who's the supplier? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, where are you getting your product from? Like uh, the freezer, and she's like, "Okay, and where are you? Where are you paying? You know, are you paying the supplier?" And I'm like, "No." She goes, "So you're just taking the product, and you're not really paying for it." I'm like, "Yeah." So she kind of shut that down, but she taught me about, um, uh, you know, basically how business works at a really young age, um, and and from that point on, I, you know, I was just kind of hooked on the uh, idea of being an entrepreneur. And it doesn't hurt, though, that my mom also um, is an entrepreneur. You know, she's one of the top business consultants in the country. Um, but, you know, we grew up in the ghetto. She doesn't have a college degree. She worked three minimum wage jobs and slowly, you know, built this um, this career for herself and this business. And I got to watch that, you know, growing up in the ghetto all the way going into high school where she actually started to have some success. Um, and so, I, you know, I got to witness what... Um, hard work and dedication and having a dream and, and sticking to it um, can look like, you know. Wow, and, what a fascinating story. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it all, like, my whole childhood kind of motivated me and shaped me. And, and so now it's, um, now I'm having a lot of fun these days, you know, after making all the mistakes and, and uh, learning all the lessons I needed to learn. So, uh, now things are a little bit uh, easier. Um, but when people talk about my bio or talk about, uh, some of the successes that I've had, I have to remind everyone, it's like, you know, those are just, that's just like the 2% of the things that I've done, you know, that have, you know, seemed to have worked out pretty well. I've done a lot of other things that, you know, I failed at, that, um, you know, I had, and I had to learn the hard way, but, you know, those, those, that 2% you know, over time seems to accumulate, but no one really pays attention to all the, the failures that, uh, that you've made along the way, but that's how you learn. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm glad you said that because that actually segues me into my next question. So thank you. 
Well, well, Tona, we're going to dive way into your journey a little later in the interview. But before we do, we always start off at Success Talkers Radio with a success quote. So if you have one, we want to really get the motivational ball rolling. So if you have one, take it away. Success quote, I would say, the quote that's coming to my head is is measure twice, cut once. That's what my mom always said. (laughs) It's really, really simple, but uh, I think it's super important to not have to do things over again and make sure that, you know, you... Uh, put all the pre-production work into something before you commit to it. Yeah, that that's a great quote. So can you give me an example, uh, just maybe a quick example of how you've applied that to your journey? Um, before we acquired the second building here in Portland, um, we looked at a lot of different buildings, and we had to do a lot of different um, walkthroughs over and over again. We would get our heart set on a particular building. We're like, oh, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's already set up. And you know, it's only going to cost us, you know, forty thousand dollars to to finish it off, and, and we can make this thing happen. And um, by measuring twice, though, before cutting once, um, you know, we would find out there's actually, you know, there's triple net and there's seismic upgrades, and there's all these little things that the realtor, or the building owner, doesn't tell you, right? Um, because they want you to end up with that issue later, so that way they don't have to deal with it. Um, so thankfully, I uh, I took my mom's advice and. Um, made sure that I didn't uh, get emotionally invested in something and make a mistake early on. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point because I can remember a while back when I was considering um, leasing a, a space and I didn't I didn't uh, measure twice and cut once and I, and you know I paid for it. <laughs> Emotions, I think, are, are the biggest thing in business where people get excited about something and they just want to want to do things without really thinking about what they're doing um, too much. And that's how you end up uh, failing before you really even get started. So true, so true. And thank you for for bringing up that word again because it, now that next question I have segues us into that is you know we're all about the story and the journey here of our guests and and I know you've had such an amazing journey already you know so far but I want to focus on a, a failure a, a possible challenge or failure that you've experienced you know on your path Tony that maybe just you even fell flat on your face or flat on your back and I want you to take us there with you because we want to feel like we are right alongside of you when you experience this failure and and then tell a lesson that you learned from it. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a, a failure that I was pretty sensitive about for a while, and I didn't want to talk about it. And, but recently, I've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, it's, it's good to tell people. Um, so I'm kind of opening up about it now. But um, after after winning, um, you know, Fashion Designer of the Year, right around that same time, uh, I actually had gotten burned pretty bad. Okay. Um, I, you know, I had all these stores in the U.S. and all these stores internationally, and um, I had a couple of different reality shows uh, filming pilots of me and my friends as we developed this company, and I felt like I was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd spent seven years getting to that point, and and I was on cloud nine. I'm like, wow, I'm I'm, I'm about to make a breakthrough. This is great. And all of a sudden, um, it all came crashing down because I didn't have enough confidence in myself to run my own company. So I ended up allowing these business partners to come in and run the operations for me and, and manage the investments and, and everything. That way I could just focus on the creative fun stuff mm-hmm. and design. And, uh, you know, six months later, I get a phone call from my investor and he's just pissed off and uh, he's shutting down all the stores and, and pulling all the product back and, and everything came to a screeching halt. And I, I, was, I was devastated and I was humiliated. Um, and so I, I kept calling them, my business partners, every day, and 
emailing them every day for months, and they just completely disappeared. You know, they took the money and ran. Wow. And and, and screwed me. And so every so I, I lost that company. And ultimately, I ended up having to, you know, sell a lot of my belongings. I had to sell my car. Um, I had to, you know, I, I was ruined in a way. And you know, it was embarrassing. And, and I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, there was, like, suicidal thoughts. And I thought about leaving the country and moving to Thailand or, you know, just, just getting away. And luckily, you know, um, photography ended up, uh, you know, which was my hobby, ended up becoming my career for a little while. Um, and over time, what I learned was, you know, I, I didn't need to let that destroy me. What I needed to do was learn and grow from it. And what I learned was I need to run my own companies. I need to be confident and believe in myself, not just have this facade, but genuinely, you know, take ownership uh, of my life and my career. And then uh, ultimately later, I ended up starting NXT Industries, and I believe that success is the best revenge. So I'm kind of getting getting back at those guys now a little bit. Right. It always is. Wow. You know, I really appreciate you being transparent, Tony, and, and because this is so key and so, you know, for our listeners, because there's a lot of people listening that want to, you know, be entrepreneurs or they're already in business possibly, and, and they really need help or they don't really have, a, say, a mentor. So you, you know, getting transparent right now and just being real with us, you know, and just showing us, it's so you did fail, but, you know, you didn't stay there. You know, you, you've obviously found a way to continue on. And, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. And that leads me into my next question, uh, which is what we call the aha or light bulb moment here at Success Talkers Radio. Because, you know, just like you've had lessons, hard lessons that you've learned from failures, we've, you've also had some amazing ideas you know, to help you become successful. So if you can, just tell us about one or two. And, you know, remember, this is a story. We love stories. And we want to feel like we're right there with you. And show us how you turn those moments into success. Okay. Um, so the aha moment, the, the most important one in my life happened uh, in college uh, where I was I was done with sports and I needed, like, a new goal. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I didn't really have anything, so I was kind of partying a lot and, and organizing different events. And um, I, I was sitting down on the couch downstairs, and, and I, I'm not going to lie, I had a couple of Jack Daniels in me. <laughs> and, I was, I, and, I, and I was watching a movie, and all of a sudden the inspiration to draw, you know, came over me. So I started, you know, doing all these sketches mm-hmm. and um, drawing people. And what I didn't realize is I was drawing uh, clothing on people as well. I was just drawing these characters. Okay. And it, it was the next morning where... I, you know, was looking at the sketches and I'm like, you know what, like the clothes on these people that I drew are actually pretty rad. I'm like, I wonder if I could take my art, my artistic side, and I could become a clothing designer hmm. um, and I could make money, you know, doing my art. Because I knew I wasn't going to make money being a painter. I just didn't think that there was a market for that, so it wasn't really worth pursuing in my opinion. But I thought selling a product like clothing, I still get to do my art. I still get to, you know, enjoy a career, mm-hmm. but I have something to sell now that people want. Right. And so that was kind of like the, the aha moment. And, and the way that all came to be, though, was also when I was younger. Um, I was about 13, and um, I was telling my mom that I wanted to be a personal trainer on the East Coast. And she said, why? And I said, well, they make about $50,000. And that sounded like a lot of money. <laughs> and she was like, well, Tony, do you like the, the car's you know, the car that we drive? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, like, the house we live in? Yeah. She goes, do you like skiing and snowboarding? Yeah. <laughs> and so she broke down, you know, the lifestyle that I wanted to live and then explained to me how much that would cost 
you know, per month and then per year, everything down to like the cable bill, the gas bill, wow. the car the car payments, the, the mortgage, all of this. And I'm 13, so there's a little, lot to take in, but it stuck with me. And, uh, and so it wasn't so much about like what you want to do, mm-hmm. it's how do you want to live. And then once you know how you want to live, then you figure out what opportunities are going to give you that lifestyle. Um, and, th- and, and then you should go pursue that. So the aha moment when I was in college and I decided I want to become a fashion designer, it wasn't so much that I was like, oh, I want to do this job. It was more like this is going to provide me the lifestyle that I want to live, but also include the creative parts of, of the day-to-day work that I was going to enjoy. So it was like a whole package deal discovery moment for me when I'm just like, I'm going to be a fashion designer and own my own clothing company. I love it. Make my mama proud. It. It, 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 it'll right. apply to everything I've learned. <laughs> Your mama is a fascinating woman. Wow. She's pretty awesome. I know, just, you know, hearing what you said, I mean, I never really thought about it like that. I mean, you should think about the life that you want to live, the quality of life you want, and then go after, you know, or pursue that that career or that opportunity to help you live that lifestyle. That makes so much sense. Absolutely. A lot of people seem to think that, that success and careers are singular decisions or that um, it, it's a moment in time that, that like a destination. And it's right. not, you know, this is, this is living, this is life, this is, this is every day. You know, you might, you know, have an achievement one moment, but that's only for that moment. What are you going to do tomorrow mm-hmm. and the next day? And, and are you going to continue to be happy? Or, you know, a lot of people just don't think about it like that. They think it's about achievement. Um, and you just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta live it. You are so right. You are so right. Well, Tony, let's shift the focus for just a minute because I want to shine the spotlight on you. And if you can, just share with us, let's say your proudest entrepreneurial moment of your career. Proudest entrepreneurial moment. Uh, I mean, winning entrepreneur of the year was pretty good. Um, I didn't even think that I was doing it. I was just having fun, you know, building my career. <laughs> And uh, I was at this award show, and I was just there to support people. And all of a sudden, I got pulled up on stage, and they they were like, "Oh yeah, you're one of the top entrepreneurs under the age of 30." I was just like, "What?" I'm like, wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even think of myself as an entrepreneur. I just thought of myself as a guy who's you know pursuing what he loves and, and doing what he wants to do. Uh, you know, you don't really think of it as I am an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, winning that award uh, felt really good. Um, Business-wise, um, I think acquiring our second building for NXT Industries, I think that was pretty huge because we spent the first year and a half um, figuring out, trying to figure out what the business model really is. Like, what have we just created? Mm-hmm. And then we're like, is this scalable? You know, can we duplicate this or was this like a, a, a one-hit wonder? And when we got the second building and we filled that up, and now all of a sudden we have, you know, over 50 different freelancers and um, entrepreneurs are like, okay, wow, like we're doing something serious here. We're really, you know, reinventing the corporate structure, which is failing. You know, people don't really like the idea of a job. They want the freedom, but at the same time, they also don't want the limitations that come with being an entrepreneur. And so what we're building is a whole new model for them to work with. And yeah, that second building was a a really pretty, pretty significant moment for for me. Well, congratulations. I, I just love that. I The whole idea of the workspace environment, I just think that's so cool. You know, it's just, it's different. And I think it's going to, I think you guys are going to just take off. I can see you having so many more buildings in other states even. 
Thank you. Yeah, something happened recently where uh, you know, we started asking around. We're like, what has happened to your business? You know, to a couple different people. And one guy was like, oh, yeah, like when I moved in here seven months ago, like I had just formed my LLC. And now I'm doing, you know, a thousand packages a day and, and making oh. several million dollars this year. And I'm like, you built a multi-million dollar business in seven wow. months in my office. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then there's another person. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> who's doing the exact same thing. And now he's acquiring his own building and, you know, doing his own fashion house. And I'm just like. I, just, I need to ask these questions more often. This is like your, <laughs> yes. their, their, their successes are like kind of like my proudest moment. That is fascinating. You know, when we talked the other day, when you mentioned this to me, it really got me thinking. I'm like, wow, like that would be so cool to actually be able to move into an environment, you know, like that to even take my own business to the next level. You got me thinking about moving to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it. It's an amazing culture up here. The whole city seems to be uh, very supportive of, entrepreneurship and just creativity and, and finding your authentic self. And just being surrounded by so many like-minded people in one, you know, one spot, you know, one area. That's yeah. That's got to be amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it's pretty fun. Cool. Well, we both know that being an entrepreneur, Tony, can sometimes be a roller coaster of emotions. So, you know, you can be up today and then when, within the next 24 hours, you're frustrated and ready to quit. So tell us how you, as an entrepreneur, keep your focus and keep that end result in mind? Um, being around, I mean, so you're a product of your association, and I think that's really key. If you, if your friends are a bunch of potheads, you're probably a pothead. You know, it, it, you know whatever your five closest friends make in a year, odds are you average that amount. So if they all make $40,000 a year, you probably also make $40,000 a year. Um, and so I surround myself with people that uh, that are young and they're ambitious and they have good work ethics, but they also have loyalty and respect. Um, so I'm able to stay focused because I'm surrounded by I'm surrounded by that type of culture. Um, you know, I do do things on the daily to push myself. You know, I'm, I'm constantly picking up new hobbies and new sports uh, <laughs> because I, you know that's to me the best way to like grow and learn and, and develop. Um, so recently, I started getting into acro yoga. Uh, gotten pretty good at that. Um, got cool. into uh, dodgeball. Um, broke my ha- broke my hand recently though doing that, so I got to take a break. Oh no! Um, but you know, it's the again, it's the little the little successes and the little failures, and just trying everything all the time and being open minded to everything all the time. Um, That's good. You know, it's a community, it's a culture, and, it, and it's a lifestyle. I can't think of any specific things that I do though. But that's that's pretty good. That's pretty specific and and that's important to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the you know the right type of people and, and the environment cuz you're right. You are going to be the the sum total of the five closest people that you surround yourself with. So that's critical, critical. So yeah, if you if you have an environment of, you know, positivity and, you know, growth around you, you can't help but to grow and it'll help keep you focused. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. All right. Well, we have reached my favorite part of the interview, Tony, and that's what we call here the success round. And it's a segment match of questions. And so what I want to do is if you like to box, you mentioned sports, so hey, I'm pretty sure you like to box too, possibly. But uh, what we want to do here is I'm going to throw some questions at you, and then I want you to come back at me with some knockout answers. Is that fair enough? I can give my best shot. <laughs> All right. Well, what was, the, what was it that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started? Uh, lack of direction, um, not not knowing what I actually wanted. 
you know, knowing a little bit about the lifestyle that I wanted, but, um, you know, you, you need something to aim at. You need to target. Otherwise, you're just throwing darts in random directions and making a mess of things. True. True. So true. Well, what is the best business advice you've ever received? Again, I would say measure twice, cut once. Yeah. My, yeah. I'm going to have to quote my mom on that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. And and also, can you share with us one of your daily, uh, maybe one or two personal habits that you believe that attributes to your success each day, that something you do? Um, every single morning, I go for a walk around the river um, in, in Portland. Uh, it's about a five-mile loop. And I don't run. Um, I, I, I literally walk. Um, I take the time to just digest my life and... Mm-hmm. And, and take in the beauty a little bit. Like sometimes I'm thinking and I'm, I'm kind of process everything. And other times I just like clear my mind and relax and just, you know, soak in the beauty of the day before I go out there and slay dragons, you know, for the rest of it. <laughs> take over the world. Yeah. But I think having that alone time, um, that time to think, some people meditate, some people do yoga. I go for walks. That's good. That's good. Well, Tony, do you have an internet resource or a business tool or a special app that you use that, that's helping you grow your business today? Um, the power of AdWords and PPC on Google. I recently have been blown away at how powerful they are. Um, we've all heard about pay-per-click. We all heard about Google AdWords. But if you've never actually used them for your business before, I recommend take 150 bucks. Set it aside and find a, find someone who's an expert in it. Though don't do it yourself because it's actually more complicated okay. than it looks. But give it a shot. It's it's pretty incredible. I think I've spent like seventy five dollars in the last month and made over three grand um, because of it. I'm Whoa. like, that's three thousand dollars extra, and only I had to spend like less than a hundred bucks. Like that's incredible. That's mind blowing. Oh my. Yeah. So you you might think that like oh it's not going to apply to my business. Maybe it does. Give it a shot. But find an expert, though. Find someone that can help you uh, strategically do it. It's a great tip, Tony. Thank you. Great, great tip. Well, what about what books do you are you? Well, not say currently reading, but what book could you recommend to our listeners? I would recommend The Power of Habit. Um, that book really focuses on the idea that eighty percent of what you do on a daily basis um, isn't really a choice. Most of what you do is a routine. Um, you know, did you brush your teeth before or after you took a shower? Uh, you know, what hand, you know, what hand did you, did you hold the toothbrush in? Um, you know, when you're driving down the street, you know, are you going the same way every time? So it's, you're really not thinking, you're not really not making decisions. Mm-hmm. You're just right. going through the motions of your ordinary life. And then a small piece of it is, is your um, active decision. So anyways, by becoming aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it'll really affect your business. It'll really affect your lifestyle. Um, because of that book, I actually accidentally quit smoking five months ago. I wasn't even trying, I, you know, I should have been smoking in the first place, but I also at that right. moment in time wasn't really, I wasn't reading it because of that. I wasn't even trying to quit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm just like, Oh, now I can identify why I do what I do. Mm-mm-mm. Now I can identify the triggers that cause certain behaviors. I'm like, that's why I'm smoking because I just ate or that's why I'm smoking because of the coffee or that's why I'm smoking because it's late at night and that's what I do. Like, <laughs> goodness, that's fascinating. Well, what book, who's, who's that book by? Who's the author? Um, I don't remember who the author of that one is. Um, by the way, the other book I would recommend is the four hour work week. Okay by Timothy Ferris. That yeah. one is really important in the modern world of being an entrepreneur. 
it's an incredible book. I definitely recommend that too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my last question, Tony, of the day is I want you to just first imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning, let's say in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all of the same knowledge and experience that you currently have today. Let's say your food is your food and shelter is taken care of. And all you have, let's say, is $500 and a laptop, and you're starting over. So what would you do within the next seven days? As an entrepreneur or as someone in the pursuit of happiness? Or, or both, or both. Uh, two totally different answers. Um, <laughs> let's say an entrepreneur. Okay, as an entrepreneur, I would probably put $100 into some sort of website shopping cart. Um, I would start probably some online sales stores, I would pay, use a little bit for PPC. Basically, I I think an online uh, reseller of a product um, is the fastest, easiest way to develop a business and turn your $500 into $1,000 and turn $1,000 into $10,000 by reinvesting back into the business. So as an entrepreneur, I would say, yeah, online store and be a reseller. Don't don't make your own product. Just sell someone else's. <laughs> sell someone else's. <laughs> I love it. Well, Tony, hearing your, your story today and your journey has truly been inspiring. And, and I know our listeners have really gotten some great takeaways, you know, and some great tips from you today. So I really appreciate you that appreciate that and just for being transparent. But before we go, if you can do one more thing for me, if you can just give our listeners one parting piece of guidance and advice and then tell them the best way they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Uh, my parting advice would be stop trying to – society says you need to figure your life out and you need to make a decision on what you're going to do. So people end up going back to school and spending a lot of money on these degrees thinking that I've made my final decision. This is what the rest of my life is going to look like. So let's spend you know a lot of money on it. I'm not saying don't go to school, but right. I'm saying stop trying to figure your life out and determine exactly how it's going to be right now. You need to – go out there and try everything and stop being afraid of failure and you need to discover what you're passionate about and discover, you know, what your career is going to be and discover yourself. Um, but there's no pressure and there's no rush on, on trying to trying to figure it out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you can understand that, you're going to live a lot, you're going to be a lot happier, you're going to be a lot more successful the failures aren't going to hurt and the the victories are going to feel much better. Um, you know, this is a lifestyle. It's not a, not a destination. Um, Love it. So, so keep that in mind as, as you're uh, in the pursuit of your goals. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and what's the best way they can find you, Tony? Um, you can go to, to see our, our company, NXT Industries. You can go to nxtindustries.com. You can also find me on, Facebook. Um, just look up Tony Dimitri Peniche. And if you'd like to see my photography, uh, you can go to TonyPeniche.com. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, they can also find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today. Also at SuccessStalkersRadio.com slash Tony Peniche. And it will all be there on your show notes page, Tony. So we appreciate you again for being generous with your time and transparent. So we say thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. And I hope I helped. I'm sure you did. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in today. And until our next episode, remember to keep stalking success. Go get it, guys. Bye. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. 
If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio Podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We love to hear from you.